Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. Come on now. We're talking about Boots and Backstraps. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Boots and Backstraps podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Boots and Backstraps. I'm your host, Shane Michael, and I'm joined by my very enthusiastic and excited co-host, Tom Cat. Come on now. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I know. I think I just said that. <laughs> well, yeah, I am excited. Not, not One only. My oldest friends is on tonight. And, what else? And uh, we've got a very expensive bottle of bourbon that you're going to explain. <laughs> yeah. And we're headed next week to uh, South Dakota antelope hunting. That's why I'm excited. Yeah, I'm always excited before we go on a trip. Yeah. We spend a, I think you were talking before we started filming about the day we had and prepping the, the new uh, hunt yep. shack. Got a new hunting rig, and uh, we're dragging it out to South Dakota, and we got the wheels all greased up and uh, new rubber and cleaned inside, and kind of, we're going to break it in. It's already broke in. It's kind of an old camper, but we should have took a picture of it and put it on the screen. It's great shape. Well, Danny's got photos. She can mix those in throughout the show. <laughs> I will say, uh, in sort of like a public apology to you, I didn't mean to, to give you the short end of the stick on the, the lighting there. So just for the viewing audience, um, or listening audience, I guess it doesn't matter. We, th- there's several lights inside the camper, and they had sort of old-school, regular bulbs in them. And, uh, and I said, you oh. know what? This thing is hauling down the road. The bulbs are potentially going to burn out. we got to go LED because they'll be brighter. They'll last longer. We'll never have to worry about them again kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not ordered, worried about it. That's ordered, great. Ordered LED, and then <laughs> once I got in there cleaning today and I crawled underneath where your bunk is, there's three more lights under there I didn't see. So <laughs> had to order some more bulbs. But luckily, they'll be here to your place in time for us to leave on Sunday. So They will be, and it doesn't matter if they're not. All we need is some food, our bows, a license. <laughs> Which is a story unto itself. God, is it ever. All right. So i tell you what. Um, as you mentioned, we do have a fantastic bottle of bourbon. This is by far uh, the most expensive bottle that we've had on the show. This is a Chestnut Farms uh, bottled and bonded bottle. And we talked when we had the old Forrester bourbon on here about the bottled and bonded act of 1897 and that whole thing where bourbon got legislated, that kind of thing. So... Most distilleries, when they have a bottled and bonded bourbon, it's one that's following those regulations to the T and inevitably always making the bottle more expensive. Now, the bourbon's always better that way because of those regulations, but this one falls right in line with that. So the big thing with with Chestnut Farm um, is that they do use a um, Colorado mineral spring water exclusively um, for their um, this distillation. And this is a Barton distillery bottle versus some of the other ones that we've had where we've had brown foreman and things like that. This one's a Barton. That's our first Barton bottle. So we will get right into this, sucker. For those of you that are wondering, Shane has become quite the bourbon aficionado. And uh, this is not kind of a new episode on our show where there. we feature a different bottle every Is this from... That's Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah. That was Kentucky bourbon, yeah. But they use Colorado spring water for it. You're going to like that, Robin. <laughs> you want to give her a smell here, my friend, before we uh, fill up the glasses? It smells kind of good. Yeah, you want to hand, uh, <laughs> hand me your glass, and we'll pour you first as the guest. And while we're doing that, TK, why don't we give your buddy over here an intro? Hey, everyone. This is my one of my oldest friends. Uh, we met... When I was doing the Rowdy Cowboy Show at Alligators, 
And his brother was a bartender there, Rory. And Rory and I got to talking. And, uh, you know, as as typical, I started talking about hunting. He says, are you a hunter? He said, well, you got to meet my brother. He's a crazy hunter and blah, blah, blah. And as a matter of fact, we're having a party at Robin's house like next week. And so I called Robin and he said, come on over. You know, he's always the more the merrier. And so he's... Everyone was partying and drinking and having fun, and me and Robin were looking at elk pictures and talking hunting for, like, hours. And uh, that was the year he took me on my uh, very first elk hunt, and we're going to share some stories from that hunt and uh, many, many more. I mean, Robin is uh, the Elk Whisperer. He's got a few nicknames. We've mentioned his Elk Whisperer nickname probably a hundred times on this podcast already. <laughs> no kidding. So finally we get his rear end in the seat over here. And uh, Alcoholic. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. You know, I've been around. You've been around. A lot of our viewers have been around in the hunting world. But uh, when it comes to elk hunting, you know, there's a lot of guys that live in the mountains that are maybe excellent and exceptional elk hunters but in minnesota in this part of the country i don't think there's anyone better at elk hunting and knows more about it and has the proof on his walls than robin does i'd say robin if i'm and you can correct me if i'm wrong you've got at least a half a dozen maybe eight 300 350 bulls on your uh on your walls correct yes i do yeah 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 you got <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, let's actually intro him. <laughs> Danny's impatient. <laughs> this is Robin Mislevich. Yay. My buddy, Rockin' Robin. All right. And uh, I guess I didn't really actually introduce you, did I? No. We've just been kind of free-flowing. And <laughs> I'm like, t- tell everybody I got his you. name. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, let's get a clink and a drink here, boys. We get some good bourbon in the house. Well, as promised, uh, we've always tried to have very colorful people on... Uh, our podcast, and there ain't nobody more colorful than that guy right that there. That is delicious. <laughs> I can be. You can be. And uh, if we have too much of this, you'll see some real color coming out. <laughs> it's called mm-hmm. sipping whiskey. Do it slow, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you, don't, you don't shoot this stuff. No. No, this is great. Save that for the trash on the rail at the bar. <laughs> uh, all the fun years we've had elk hunting, I can't wait to tear into some of the stories uh, but why don't we? Uh, why don't you start grilling Robin over there with some of the uh, questions that we've got yeah. for him? Well, yeah, grill is probably the best way of putting it, my friend. I'm gonna put you in the hot seat and ask you a bunch of shit because people want to know about you. <laughs> so, in case you didn't figure it out, this episode is about you. And uh, what we like to start with is maybe going back to your roots for hunting and how you got involved in being in the outdoors, all that stuff. Well, when I was younger, my dad took us out deer hunting. Okay. Ten years old. And started deer hunting, and then that was bow hunting. Then rifle came when we were 12, and, uh, and then we I deer hunted for another 10, 11 years, shot a lot of deer, and we shoot them to eat them. We like to yeah. eat them, yeah. you know. There's no trophy thing going on. Yeah. And then the elk hunt started about when I was 22, I think, 23 years old. And once I started that, I was hooked. Couldn't stop it. <laughs> so was it? It's the is it the meat? Because I know elk is my absolutely. Favorite. It's the one of the biggest part of it. Yeah. And yeah. yes, we can shoot a trophy and put it on the wall. It looks great, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I, I try to utilize the animal every uh, every which way I can, as much as I can. Yep. But eating it's number one with any animal that I kill. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, and that's what it should be, you know. So was it your dad that got you into elk too then? No, he didn't. Buddies got me into it. They said, hey, you know, you've been shooting a lot of deer from a deer stand. Let's get you out in the mountains, yeah. huh? Well, and watching the shows on TV, that's the biggest part. You're watching yeah. them, and i got to try this one. Shows on TV back then? That must have been oh, black and yeah. white. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you watch the shows and finally say, i got to do that, you know, and we started doing it, and we've been hooked ever. It's been 35, 36 years. Wow. Elk hunting. Yep. Let me interject. i got to tell you, one of the things I admire most about Robin is he gets it. A lot of hunters, I'm sorry to say, don't get it. Robin gets it. He hunts, you know, if you hunt as much as he does and as hard as he hunts, he does I mean, hunt he's hard. built for the mountains. God, he'd leave me in the dust so many times up in the mountains. And But if you hunt as long and as hard as he does, you're going to get some trophies. But he just, you know, he just loves the meat, wants to bring home the meat, feed himself and his family. And with Robin, it's uh, the more the merrier. You know, he's he's not like, nah, you can't come. You don't know how to do this. He likes everyone to come in, and he shares in the fun with them. And, uh, I can attest to that yeah. because you got to drag this greenhorn up in the mountains, and he welcomed me right into camp with open arms. Yeah, and, you know, I wish more hunters were like Robin. Uh, yeah, everyone's invited, and uh, let's, you know, let's kill as much elk as we can, and, and, we, and we have. And uh, I've gotten one real nice trophy with Robin. But, you know, like you said, like Robin says, they're all trophies. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the archery equipment. And uh, I killed a nice bull with Robin uh, that's actually right over your head uh, with a muzzleloader. But we've got a lot of elk uh, with uh, archery. And uh, it's just always, I'm sorry, I'm kind of dragging this on, but <laughs> Robin gets it. When it comes to hunting and, and ethics and, uh, you know, utilizing the animal, feeding but, your family. And I think, Robin, you were talking about, People always see the mount on the wall and think, oh, you're just putting a mount on the wall. But it's about the story behind it, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. And let me backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's about the experience yep. with your friends and yep. newcomers. Um, it ain't about the kill. It's, the kill is a bonus. Well, I always tell everybody that it's a bonus. You bet. If you get one, it's like, wow, you know, that's great. But being out in the mountains, in the woods, anywhere, in any, any state, just beautiful to be outdoors, you know. Absolutely. I've been with some of your younger friends uh, that you brought out that have never elk hunted. Uh, these gentlemen that got married, Nick, Nick, who got married, uh, me and Steve Woog convinced him that he should get married, so he did. Yeah. <laughs> now, he killed a bull with you yeah. that time. Oh, he yeah, did. he got one. Yeah. We it got a year or two, I think it was. But okay. Oh, I thought maybe that was his first trip with you. No, he'd been out a couple times with us. Yeah, yeah. anyway, he's a good, good young guy, and uh, I mean... To see those young guys that you've brought out and see the wide-eyed, even if we killed a bull or if you killed a bull, just to see their eyes and their expression and the excitement. And, um, unfortunately, I'm getting aroused just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that year that uh, the three of us were together, along with Hunter, your son, uh, was they had a lot of big forest fires going on in the mountains, and uh, that's the year I lost a lot of my eyesight because we're camped for quite a long time, and there was hardly any oxygen in the air, coupled with the altitude, coupled with the smoke and the ash and the dust in the air. 
That's how I kind of lost some of the eyesight. But that's one of the only trips I ever remember that we got skunked. Yeah. But we still had fun. Robin, tell us about your first elk hunt. You said you went with your buddies. Do you remember what state it was? Oregon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Roosevelt? Yep. Okay. Bigger elk. They're a bigger bodied elk than the Rocky Mountain elk. Right, sure. right. And uh, I shot a, a cow one time, and it was back about three miles. <laughs> and we didn't have no GPSs back then. <laughs> and uh, so I start marking my trail with the flag tape. Yep. Well, before I got to the road, I run out of flag tape. You have your compass, and you just try to go one direction to get back out to the road. Yeah. Well, I finally I got I was close enough I could hear a truck go on the road, and I made it out. But we took the elk out with all the bones and everything in it, oh. and we'll never. That was the first and last yes. I ever did. <laughs> now, Even as a cow, that must have been. Yeah, it was a lot of meat and bones. Four or five hundred pounds. Oh, probably. absolutely. So we debone all our elk now yep. before we take them out. We don't bring any bones out anymore, except the horns if you get one with a bull. Yeah. Yeah. I gave Danny one of the photos of, uh, Danny's our producer, I gave her a photo of you and Steve Wu working over that elk that Steve shot. Uh, Did we got that one, Danny? Yeah. She's got a lot of pictures to go through. We got a lot of pictures we're going to put on the podcast tonight. And, man, those bring back, you know, at my age and all the hunting I've done, some of these pictures are just Give me goosebumps. Is it the one? Is it the one that they're uh, cutting it up? Yep. Okay. Two guys. There it is. Yep. That's a nice bull. <laughs> That's yeah, the one Steve one. got. That's, That's nice. Steve on his knees there, and well, Robin's on his knees too, but. That's a nice six by six, and. Uh, Was this the first time Steve um, got the chance to field dress it? Yeah, he's helped with. He's some helped other with ones. the other ones. Yeah. 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 So a cow is like... just a female, and right. a, and a bull is a male, yeah. and that goes for. Elk and moose, right? And deer. And deer. And deer. Okay. Yeah. Well, deer, it's buck and buck doe. And doe. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on the species, because like antelope, it's also buck and doe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Or with Tom, or with Tom Blazewski, it's a, a buck and a heifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a farmer. Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> the photo, it looked like you're maybe giving them some instruction. Well, there. we're letting them learn a little bit because we usually get in there and get them done, and we're done. It's time we let the greenhorns do a little practice on them yeah, yeah I've, i learned you know i've certainly butchered a lot of elk with robin and other people but i've learned sometimes when you get around sudsy and robin and they got the knives flying yeah you better okay, watch i'm out. just gonna separate stuff here i'm gonna stand back <laughs> when we uh what are in south dakota a couple years when i shot that antelope he just kind of got to going, and I was like, I want to get some blood. I mean, it sounds grotesque, but you want I want to help, too. Yeah, I want to yeah. get some blood on my hands. It's my first animal. He shot, you know, his first animal ever. Well, the first hunt he went on was that hunt, that elk hunt. I mean, that's a big first hunt, yeah. archery elk hunting in the Colorado That was Mons. your very, yeah, you did tell us that. And then camp. the next Love year, <laughs> we go antelope hunting, and he just zinged an antelope at 60 yards. And, folks, I know some of you might think that's Here unethical. Here we go. The disclaimer. <laughs> you know, but he, we practiced long and hard at 60, 70 yards, and uh, he drilled that thing. I was about a two-inch group at 60, so. He put that arrow through both tight. legs good, yeah. and the heart. For and the that, layman's, he's saying it's sometimes unethical to th- shoot from that far away because right. you can't really get the shot. You would just injure, not, not right. 
you would wound, not kill, but right. Shane. But at any rate, we grabbed it. that animal. We didn't want to. <laughs> we were shooting a lot that year. We didn't yeah. want to dress it out right there for fear of all the coyotes just hanging out in that area and blowing all the antelope out. So we put it in the rig, drove down to this big uh, radio tower. You know, it's just kind of an open space. And we pulled it. Out. All of a sudden, we were surrounded by a herd of cattle. <laughs> Angus hundreds, surrounded us. <laughs> hundreds of them, and I'm like, we're like. Get away from us. We're trying to cut this animal up. You know, anyway. what's funny is when we were pulling in past that radio tower, you could because it was black, it was dark out, you could see some movement barely out there. We're like, what's going on? He turned the headlights on, and they're like right there. <laughs> Just hundreds of them. But anyway, that was a fun experience. But, yeah, um, so but, getting the animal down, getting the get the meat off the bones, and watching Robin, another ethical thing that he does, he doesn't waste an ounce of meat. He gets all the rib meat. He gets all of the neck. There's a lot of meat on the elk's neck, and nothing goes to work. Uh, waste. It's uh, burger and stew meat. Here we go. There's. This. I see Steve. Steve. Robin's t- in the middle, and that's either me. I can't really see it. Who is that on the far left there? It's yeah. not Tom. Dave Zebro. Dave Zebro. Is that Dave? Yep. Yeah. Look at that rag. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a great picture. <laughs> I never understood how you would carry it, so I appreciate this picture. Well, those packs are called moose packs, and we all have them. Robin has a few, and I have got a couple. And you can fill those things up with easily five, six hundred pounds of meat. No kidding. Not that you can carry that much meat. Maybe he can, but I can't. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so isn't that a great photo? And typically, these things, I can remember when Robin one time, uh, we were in Idaho, and you shot a a nice bull on top of one of the mountains we were hunting. And that particular, there were six of us. So it's not bad if you got six guys to pack an elk out. But Wheels was with us, and you guys, I I had the horns on my back. And you guys all had a race to the bottom. (laughs) You've never seen anything (laughs) like it. Some of the guys are tumbling down, ass over tea kettles, and we're all, they're all racing. I'm like, I'm not racing. I got I got antlers on my back, and that's all I need is a trip and get gored. So anyway, Robin, so are you anyway, still here? I'm here. <laughs> okay. So did you have success on your first hunt, your first elk hunt? That was absolutely, the yeah, Roosevelt. that was the cow elk that I shot, yeah, yep. female. And, okay, good. Yep. And pretty much everyone after that, too. Yeah, haven't skunked yeah. too many times. Well, not many times, no. Well, okay. that one year. Yep. So your your passion, because I know you still hunt deer, but it sounds like maybe just kind of deer and elk because you only have so many trips in a year, right? Yeah, I used to bird hunt years ago, and then I got into elk hunting, big game hunting, and then you just don't have time to do all of it. You no. Know? You got to have time for work, a little time for work in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a whole nother story, isn't it, Robin? Yeah. <laughs> I took Robin down to Iowa pheasant hunting one year. Yeah. We shot some birds, had some fun. <sighs> we'll never forget that deal. Forgive me, I, I'm I'm going to be sharing stories all night long. <laughs> We're sitting on, I'm sitting on my bed, he's sitting on his bed, and I thought he was joking. He says, you know, as soon as my head hits a pillow, I'm snoring. <laughs> and I like... He laid down, and I'm telling you, instantly, not even a few seconds, instantly, he was snoring. I'm like, are you just messing with me? And well, I, I know he snores because I heard him 
We weren't even in his tent, and I heard him when we were up there <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, you better be a good sleeper if you can hunt with this guy. That's for sure. <laughs> what do we got here? Who is that guy, Robin? That's Teddy. Do you remember Teddy? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a. I love this that is, picture. This That's is an one of my favorite pictures. We shot a big bull here. Is that Gant Ridge? The day before, yeah, the day before we were leaving. Yeah, it's Gant Ridge right straight behind. You want to know how I know? The switchbacks behind you? Yeah, it's steep. Those go up to that Lost it's called, Spring. It's called it? Little Deer Creek, or Big Deer Creek yeah. right there. Yeah. That so tell us about that cool story. Picture. Were you uh, hunting bull or were you hunting rifle? Well, that's rifle. Okay. And the night before, we worked our way up. So if you drop down, it'd take you about half an hour to get to the road. Okay. We worked our way up the night before, and we found a big herd of elk up there. And that's a fire burn. They were eating the new grass that's there. And I seen him way far out there the day before, and I said, well, let's go after him in the morning. So we came back an hour before the sun came up and walked right on top of him and huh. shot him. Yeah, they didn't They didn't move 100 yards from where I left them the night before. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, they got all those new shoots they're eating, right? Yeah, they were the whole herd. There was a herd of them sit laying there. I would have said, maybe we can just throw a tarp up in a tree and sleep right yeah. here. <laughs> no, we walked back down, went to camp, came back up, but we got up real early in the morning when you know there's a herd of elk out there. Yeah, yeah. So how far back in was that? We were about three miles back. Okay. Three miles off base camp or three miles off three the road? Mi- well, three miles off the road and three miles up the hill. Okay. Call it six because we could drive to the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I see uh, one of the questions you were going to ask him is uh, weaponry. Do you prefer a bow or do you prefer a uh, rifle? I love both Yeah, of them. me too. Yeah. But I like the rifle one because it's much easier. Yeah. So we're going to bring meat home usually with rifle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And 300 Weatherby is my favorite cartridge yeah. for elk hunting. Yep. It works real well. So what's your rifle of choice then? My what? The rifle that you use when you're uh, hunting. I use a, I got a 300 Weatherby a mountain rifle. Okay. A Rem, it's a Remington gun. Oh, Remington, okay. Yeah. Then I suggest if you do go elk hunting, don't bring a small gun with you. Yeah. <laughs> So what about like 30-odd six? Perfect. They got bullets for them. You get the right bullet, it works. Okay. But the bigger gun, the bigger elk, elk are bigger than the deer. You want to have more power, you know? Yep. Yeah, I don't think I'd go. You know, I hear stories about guys using a 270, and I think, uh, For elk? For elk, yeah. They work. They got bullets. Yeah, they work. They got big bullets for those. I've shot all of my, with rifle, I've shot all my elk with uh, my 30-odd six. And I've never lost one. And here's yours, know. Tom. This is your. You said this was your oh. muzzle loader, right? I was with Robin, and I shot that with a muzzle loader. Yeah. Yeah, we called that in. I did, and Lester hit it in the leg with the arrow, and you yeah. got it with the muzzle loader. We're all kind of strung out on the side of a hill, and he's coming up out of a creek, creek bottom, and he's walking. I was thinking he was going to come to these guys, and I so I went. Kind of because I had the muzzle loader and everyone else had bows, so I wanted to be fair and I just went way off to the right because I was thinking they're calling, he's going to come up to them. Well, I look over to my right, I'm on the right, and here he is coming up from the right and he's walking right at me. And bang, I shot at the same time Lester, his cousin, had released an arrow at him. And so when we finally were butchering him, 
there was a slice up On above his, his hoof. Yeah. And he said, I did get him. I drew first blood. That's my elk. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, he didn't do all that, but... He's can a pretty you, he's a pretty funny character. You can you can hunt in a party with rifle and yeah. Well, and this is a muzzleloader bow. So the thing is, is most of the time, depending on state, well, most states, archery goes that season's really long. Like they just let it roll right through gun seasons, but gun seasons are obviously shorter. So not gun, it only muzzleloader season. Right, the bow you can bow hunt through, not with a rifle. You can't. Okay, no. gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. So they're at different. So muzzle loaders you can do with bow. Yeah, they open, they'll overlap. overlap. Okay, but not with rifle. Typically. That's that's good though, because like you wouldn't want to. Because like deer archery goes through the end of the year. Shoot people, but you just can't use a bow that rifle weekend. Is that what you're saying? Well, you, you can, can in Minnesota. People don't. You got to wear blaze orange. Yeah. Yep. You mean don't go out there with your deer hat on? <laughs> or your antelope no. hat? You're rattling antelope horns. Hat. You're rattling horns. Right, exactly. <laughs> when the orange army's coming through the forest. So yeah, that's actually know? something that I didn't, I didn't realize. Um, so when you guys hunt with bow or a muzzle loader, you're in all camo. And then if it's rifle, that's the blaze orange? Yep. And yep, yep, yep. Any firearm, you got to wear a blaze orange. Muzzle loader, you're supposed to wear a vest. Yeah, just a vest and uh, yeah, orange, orange vest, bat, orange maybe. Vest, yeah, cool. Did you know that both wheels and uh, I think Dave Miller too? They're both colorblind. Are they really? Yeah, I knew wheels was. Yeah. yeah, I might be wrong about Dave, but I think it's someone else we know is colorblind as well. You can't see blaze orange. That ain't you, is it? What you can see blaze orange, can't you? Oh yeah. You know, I I'm was looking at this bottle, Shane, and it's like, do you realize that you poured half that bottle in our glasses? No, the girls had some, too. Oh, okay. We just wanted to drink $50 <laughs> worth of whiskey today. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Thank you, Shane. You're very welcome. Yeah, if we don't... That is really good whiskey. If we don't bring any of it home, really I'm going to be fine. It's, it is really it's good. It's fine. I bought it especially for tonight because we got the Elk Whisperer. Today's here. whiskey is brought to you by Homes by Shane. Yeah, nicely done, Danny. <laughs> no doubt. I did use the business card for that, so <laughs> as you should, as yeah, you should, because Emily would see it. She'd be like, um, "What's this? <laughs> Don't you worry Work about none. expense? It's none, yeah." <laughs> How about this there, one here, Robin? That a is young a Robin that's a big bull. Yeah, it's my best one with the bull there, Colorado. What do is you that, think he scored? He was three eleven. It was three eleven. It's a seven by seven. Oh, Jeez. is it? Yeah. So we're in, I guess say we're in Colorado, but what part of Colorado right is it Right up in? the trail where we were. Right up. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So I'll get the story here. You guys going to let me tell a story or? Well, you think I don't know. Time? I've got so many stories, but I tell you what, <laughs> you should interject whenever you want. I got to tell a quick story on this one since the picture's up. Please there. don't make it quick. I'm going to listen to your voice for a while. <laughs> so we have, we have to start with the whiskey thing. You guys are doing a whiskey thing. All right. We drank whiskey the night before. Okay. Till about midnight, whether that's good or bad. It's tough when you get up in the morning. <laughs> anyway, we got up hour before light, and we walked up about three, four miles up the mountain, and we we're coming back down that trail at one thirty in the afternoon. Okay. And, I, and I'm calling, and I'm calling every now and again, you know. And I, he didn't bugle at all, but I looked over, and he was looking at us. And uh, he, he snuck in. This, yeah, he was standing there walking away from the trail, actually. And he turned his head, and I seen a horn. I didn't even know how big it was. And it was 43 yards, we found out. We paced it off. 
and I hit him right there behind the shoulder. You can see the shot there. Yeah. Great shot. And uh, he went running off, and he only went a couple hundred yards. And this is the nickname bull we've named for years on that trail was called Bubba. Okay. And uh, my buddies I hunted with that live in Colorado, we came down. We didn't cut it up yet until we come down and get our packs. And I told him we got Bubba. And he looked at me like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and we had a video. My Who's buddy that? had uh, there's a couple buddies of uh, uh, Randy Marks. That oh, we, yeah. That's where we started hunting with right, them right. out there. And uh, so we had a video camera going, too. We were trying to video. You know, we didn't get nothing. But he videoed when we were, got, you know, gutting it out. And uh, we showed him. We said, look, it's right here. And he looks at it. No, oh, yeah, we went running back up the hill to get it. They were all excited. <laughs> yeah. Now, you gotta when you leave the bull, you got to throw your tag on it. Oh, though. absolutely. Yeah, we validate your tag and leave it right there. Yep. Yeah, just because yep. somebody come along and help themselves to yeah. your meat. Maybe a bad deal there. So how many packouts was that guy? Well, it was one. We deboned it, but we had five of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You got five guys. That's a, yeah. a big set of horns. That's perfect. Well, I think we had to go back for the horns because the thing oh, really? is you, you got to take the meat out first. Right. The horns are last, you know, regardless of how big it is because it don't matter. Get the but meat on the The law other. is take the meat out first, yeah. Tell the story about that bull you shot uh, up the trail, and you and I, well, it was further up the trail, way up the trail, up and over, and you and I pulled out the head and the horns. Remember that? Oh, man. The long way. Well, it was heavy. This was a huge bull and huge horns. And it's just the two of you? And it's just, well, we had other guys there packing meat up, and me and Robin pulled, and it was down in a hole. And we pulled it up out of the hole, carrying those horns. Oh, and, you know, tell her to put that one on it. That wasn't the same trail. That was Idaho, that big one in Idaho. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there's a picture. No, in there. it's Colorado, but it was up uh, right, real close to the zone five or fifty. Which picture is it? Remember you remember that trail we'd park all the four wheelers on, it's right a, on the on the spine of the mountains. I don't remember that and one. And then but. if you went over, it wasn't our zone to hunt in, but we we're over. Our, we weren't in the wrong zone. No, but but I think it was Colorado. There we go. Anyway, you and I pulled them horns out of that hole, and that was, uh, well, you can tell the story. I think it's this one right here. She's going through her picture. So what we did is we had a bunch of, like, actual photographs for tonight that Robin yep. brought and Tom. Did you have some, or are they all Oh, yeah. Some of them she's showing. No. No, I took that picture. Did you give her that? Yeah. That was that was so that was an Oregon one there. That's another story. They, these guys used to drive out to Oregon. Twenty seven hours, yeah. Twenty seven hours out to Oregon. Now listen to this, Shane. It's twenty seven from the cities. Wow. They'd hunt, you know, for a week at least. They'd kill a bunch of elk. They'd load it up. They'd bring it back to Minnesota, and they'd spend you know a day or whatever, however long it took, and they'd butcher all their elk. They'd do all of their laundry. They get all their gear reset, and then they go back out to Colorado. <laughs> Idaho. No, we go to Idaho. Then. Right, right, right. Yeah, the Idaho. rifle hunt in Idaho, yeah. So this is the one you're talking this about? This is the one we pulled the head out of the hole, yeah. me and you. 
That's a massive. That's my biggest right there. Yeah. Was so, that in uh, Idaho? That was Idaho. Oh, okay, I'm I, sorry. I thought it was Colorado. No, that's the one where me. Yeah, and you yeah, yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Steve were there. That was Steve's first year there. Right. Yeah. So, Robin, how many pounds of meat you get off a guy like that? Well, that one's about 400 at least. Wow. Four or five hundred. I was I was thinking yeah. more like six. Dang. But because that's like an eight nine hundred pound one there. Right. Yeah, yeah, nine, he's nine. about 350, 360, I'm guessing. Jeez. I never had him scored, but he's my biggest in the house there. Well, I'm proud to say that I helped you carry them horns yeah. and head out of the I mean, you got the horns, you have the head, and then you have the cape. I thought the other one was the biggest one. Uh, the, the biggest this by is a weight. Ri- yeah, this is a rifle kill on this one. The Copy other one that. was his biggest The other boy. one was an archery kill. Thank you. Yes. I'm new to this game. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll straighten you out. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I count on it. Oh, so, here so we tell, go. But I want to hear about <laughs> this. All downhill from here. <laughs> I want to hear about this hunt. So tell me about how you you did your, obviously it's a spot and stock because that's how you roll. Well, yeah. You like to run down, and gun. Chase them down. And that, you guys are there. This was the last day it was remember i do remember the last yeah. almost the last half the crew left so we went out there was five, three other guys one two there was five of us or six of us yeah. i remember going way up to the top and there was a power line yep. where i was watching where the bulls would cross or elk would cross and you hammered that one and uh, he was like six miles back from the wheeler on that one yeah and you, we got him gutted out and this and then Remember we ran into those Them other guys, people? And they told us we and his took son it right was, out the other way. His <laughs> son was uh, tr- hunting that particular yeah. elk all season long, and he never got a shot at it, and then we got it. And the guy was real nice about it. I mean, that's hunting. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, his son didn't get it, but Robin did. And the next day we went back up there and butchered it all up, and you and I got the pleasure of dragging that horn and head off. That was, that was fun. It was heavy. <laughs> it's all it's all fun, even when it's hard work. I mean, I got stories after stories. Can I tell another one? Absolutely. <laughs> Can we stop you? Nope. This is. I've told Shane, and I've told a lot of people. This is. Uh, this is the story when Robin saved my life. Hold on, before you tell the story. Yeah. I bought this shirt in honor of that story. You know, I oh, looked at that is. shirt <laughs> and I saw that in your van, and that's immediately went what went through my. Shane, head can is, you move over just a teeny bit so we telling, can see it? There you go. All right, there it is. That's pretty much what Robin did, right? I was there. telling your lovely wife that uh, you know I wore the shirt tonight in honor of Robin being here because of this story. So, <laughs> well, we we're in Idaho and. Uh, uh, this five-point bull that Robin shot. Pictures there with me and you in it. Yeah. T- tell her to put that one up, and then you can talk about it. I can hear you. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> you forgot. tell her. I forgot. Yeah. It's not quite as represent- representative because Tom's got the the elk on his back here, and that should have been the other guy. <laughs> well, I don't know when we brought the horns up, but we were, we went way back in. Where We went way back in, and Robin's a, one of the best callers you'll ever meet, and he's calling – and, uh, well, I forgot about the first part of that story. So we go, if you've ever been in the mountains, you know, he was like four ridges over. And we kept going and going and going. We got closer Chase and closer. Yeah. And he had cows with him. And Robin, and I, Robin yep. and I are sitting next to each other. Is, it, is that Robin with Burt Reynolds? <laughs> or something? Young talk. <laughs> and and uh, 
that bull was so full of testosterone, he stood broadside. Rob and I are sitting on a log, or we crouched by a log, and Robin could see the bull, but there was a pine tree, and I could not see the bull. And I, all I could see was Robin just putting bullet after bullet out there. You know, he cranked five of them out there. So you're like, is he shooting bull, at the tree? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? He, all of a sudden, he grabs me by the shoulder, drags me over. He's still standing right there. Shoot him, shoot him. And he's, he's doing this. Shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> and I'm like, let go of me, and I will. So I sent a couple bullets up there. Well, he was so full. It went by. Long story short, when we caped him out and got him out, he had a pile of holes in him. He didn't know he was dead. He was just standing there. He, he was like, rutting real hard. And yeah. so Robin wasn't missing. It was just that the elk wasn't responding. So anyway, it ran off, and we were so far back in there. And we, after we got done, uh, you know, gutting them and then uh, butchering them, I'm like, how in the world are we going to get this? is like up and down and up and down and up and down. And this is, And I said, you know what? Do you hear that? There was a car below us going along one of the roads. I said, you know what? I'd rather just take this thing straight down the mountain. And the road's right there. And then we'll figure it out from there, you know. Because that was going to be an all two day deal, getting it out the way we were going to come, the way we came in. So we did. Anyway, it went down to a river, and it was one of those cool mountain rivers, you know, and all the boulders and some white water. And, but then we had to go like ninety feet up this rock grade, you know, to get to the road. So we go through there, and we go through the river. All's fine, you know. We're carrying a lot of meat, and. Robin's in front of me, and we're climbing up boulder to boulder. And, you know, some of the rocks are slipping a little bit, but we're going up. And I can remember seeing Robin's boots. He's standing on the road, and I just peeked my eyes over and everything. I grabbed a rock, and everything started giving way underneath me. And I was done. I mean, I knew in my head, I'm done. I'm going back down to that boulder-filled river. And Robin just shot his hand down and grabbed my hand and just yanked me up on the road. <laughs> I mean, he yanked me up with the meat on my back, my whole body and everything, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, my mouth is open. I'm looking, I'm like, so, holy shit, you just shaved my life. And he goes, ah, whatever, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is a bull wasn't the only one that was full of, of uh, adrenaline. Oh, man, I'll never forget that as long as I live. I'm like, I was done. I was toast. I was going backwards. Everything was given out underneath me, and his hand came down and grabbed me. And it's not like he struggled to pull me up. He just yanked <laughs> me up onto the road. I don't know if my feet even hit the ground. <laughs> Is that about how you remember it, Robert? That was it, yep. <laughs> and you've been on his tab ever since, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go. I got to yeah. know, so who took the picture? Uh, I think that was one of those Bob, we set it Bob on Bob or my dad. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad and my uh, dad's friend was there hunting with us. And then they didn't help you carry it? I'm confused. Well, they did. They They, did. We shot it because we hunted together. They came in the next morning. This is the next morning after we shot. And then we packed it out after that. Right. I remember remember I wired up a little sleigh to drag a whole bunch of meat down at once. I don't know if sleigh is the right word. You know, the natives would pull a thing behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a sled. Kind of like a sled, but it's. There's a name for it, and I'm sorry, I can't remember. But we piled a bunch of meat on there, and we got that meat down to the bottom. 
Did they come out? Did they come the same way we did? Oh, yeah, they came down and up that way. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, my Only memory. once. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up having to save everybody then? or No, just, uh, the old guys made it. We went down the river a little ways where the hill wasn't so steep. Right. Remember that? Right, uh, right, right. Going out, yeah, once we found out where the road was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad I got that story out. I'll let you guys talk for a while now. So tell me, Robin, uh, in all this passion that you have about elk, what's your most challenging hunt that you've had? You know, the one you've had to work the hardest to get success and punch that tag. That big bull that was on the picture there, the biggest I shot. The 7x7? Seven seven? No, the 6 by that was a 6x6, six six, the one yeah. with rifle that was just on there. Sure. Um, that was the hardest. I hunted literally eight days. This bull right here, I and I wasn't just hunting. I was hunting any bull, a spike, anything, and I had and I usually not bragging or anything, but see more elk than anybody because I put more miles on. Mm-hmm. Well, this year I put twice the miles on, and I was just and but it's called persistent. Last day yep. I told the guys, and I wasn't bummed out or, you know, you sure you like to see animals when you're hunting, but I had persistence, and I just. I seen more elk the last day than, you know, than obviously than I did the whole week because I didn't see any. But then um, I killed him on that night, and it's just, yeah, that was probably the hardest one. <laughs> that was a tough thing when we were talking about that trip that I came with you guys, my first actual hunt. It seems like four or five years ago now. Um, but just being out there, and admittedly, we didn't put the same amount of miles on that you did, clearly because you're just a beast. But uh, we didn't see any elk other than the one that you jumped right? and got to see just in passing as he was running running away. And you said he was a spike, though, right? No, no, I think it was like a four- or five-pointer. Just got a Because you said spike that day. Huh? You said spike that day. Were you just saying Did that I? so you didn't feel so bad about it? <laughs> well, I don't remember. Um, okay. My memory sucks. The spike's not legal in Colorado. It's got to be... Four pointer Four better. One side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're yeah, legal anymore in Idaho either. Spike is just a, a a deer or elk with one horn on each side of his head. Ah, a literal yeah. spike. I yeah. like it. I like it to the point. Hey, is this Tom in this picture with you? No. Tom. Yep, that's the one where we pulled the head out of the yeah. hole. He was oh, about. this is a different yeah. one. Okay. I'm on the far and that's right. Steve, okay. and, that, and that's my buddy Todd. He died here. Oh. Last year, the year before, 50 years old, just had a heart attack. Yeah, sorry to hear Sad that. Sad deal. He was a great friend of mine, and he was a he was one of the good great hunters too. He hunted hard. Yeah, we miss him out there. So that's Wooger on the far that's, left. That's Steaver. <laughs> so you got glasses on? Probably. I don't think so. Yeah, he does. It looks, looks like, like it. It yeah. looks like uh, you really? know those really thick, oh, know, yeah. sexy ones. Shooter glasses. Maybe he has go. shooting glasses. Oh. On. He's he's pretty highfalutin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> High maintenance. He's got his sniper glasses on. <laughs> so that one there was that a, a archery or is that? Oh, a, that's that big one that I shot actually. Okay. The one I just told you the story about. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I can see why that would be one of your toughest hunts because it was a long week of hunting. Oh and yeah, where that elk died. Yeah, he was down if those a of hole. you that aren't familiar with what a hole is, <laughs> if you're in the mountains or some areas that are just referred to a hole because they're so far down in and they're so inaccessible, it's way down in and way back up. 
Yeah. Where is this? Because this is beautiful. Yeah, that's Colorado. Yeah, that's that big meadow. Yes. Huh? I was going to say, I know that meadow. Yep. This is like poetic. Yeah, I brought that one just for the picture to how cool well, it looks. thank yes. you. And the, and the country out there, if nobody's ever been elk hunting. Um, the I feel country, like you're talking to me. Well, the country is so beautiful, you know. Yeah, it is. And that's what it's all about. And that's know? really, yeah. I don't know if it's like 40% of the whole trip. Yeah, I could walk through the mountains for the whole week and yeah. not see anything, but there's other animals and noises and... Smells. Yeah, it's just beautiful out there. We I, call it God's country. I always tell uh, my wife, Emily, I say, there are two places that I always feel closest to God. One of them's the Mass, and the second one's out there in the mountains. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we uh, bow our heads whenever we kill an animal, give thanks, and uh, uh, it's amazing. You know, in the opening credits where that moose was, did you see the moose in the opening credits when the gentleman singing our theme song? That was, was Mitch, Mitch Gordon, by the way. He's yeah. a friend of ours. Okay, who's singing? Yeah. yeah. He thought that was me. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I asked if it was you. <laughs> maybe, maybe back then. You know, I used to do a little of that. But uh, when he set, up, he and I set up with a decoy in uh, one of those meadows, one of the upper meadows that runs parallel to the trail, um, that moose, I spotted that moose. Like, yeah, that one. So that is Colorado one when we were That's out there. That's when yeah. we were out there. That's when she well, that moose... I Rotten called him idiot. from about. No, that's not the, those. Those two moose aren't the same, Danny. Oh, I know that, but oh, I made okay. it look like it's you the, got that moose. It's the <laughs> intro video. Yeah, it, I have to show how badass you are. I was like, "That's the moose that he didn't shoot, and that's the moose he did shoot." <laughs> but that's Shara's moose. I saw him uh, two, three hundred yards away, and I started grunting and doing some uh, cow, cow calls. You know, anyway, he came on a rope. With your mouth? <laughs> With his oh, mouth. All right. He came on a rope, and he just hung that's around how, me. That's how the, the moose says yeah. to the girl moose, hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you know, his first hunting trip, that moose walked from me to you. Oh, he shot that moose then? No, he didn't shoot it. Because we we're with you. Oh, on the, the Colorado one. Yeah, that's that only moose walked hunt. right in front of him, and he's never been that close. That to moose him. was like <laughs> less than ten moose. feet from me, and it was huge. It's I exciting. Mean, huge. Yeah, it was. So I thought, well, that right there makes the whole trip. Oh you know? yeah, and, and you got a moose. picture of it too. Well, yeah, it's, video. It's video. video. Of it. I was videoing it with my cell phone until he walked right up next to me, and I was like, I better put that shit away. He. uh Hung out around a half hour. I pulled back on him, and I put my oh. bead on him, and I let down, and I, ooh, you could be in the cooler oh, they're if good I eating. was an outlaw. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, after the moose walked off, he, we got connected again. We were on the uh, opposite sides of a mouth on the base of the meadow, and he's like, man, I was sure hoping you weren't going to shoot it. And I'm like, I don't have a moose tag. Yeah. Like, I, I know it's my first hunt, but I know that I know much. what an elk looks like. <laughs> I know, and I, I should have assumed that. Is that but an you elk? can't Go sometimes assume it. anything, you know. Just shoot it. We'll hear... figure it out later, Robert. Yeah, no. We'll sort it out. <laughs> you can't take anything for granted. You know, it's his first hunt. And I'm like, well, he's never been exposed to elk or moose. I hope he doesn't think that's a big old elk. <laughs> and he didn't. It would have been funny, though. I mean, not funny because Game Warden would have been all over me, but funny to, like, call these guys and be like, hey, we need to help packing meat out and have Robin jump, like, 
What the hell? Nice, that is not an elk. That's a nice elk you got. Travis said, okay, you're on your own on that one. See ya. I want nothing to do with this one. Matter of fact, you guys aren't camping with us. <laughs> is there a difference between um, like elk season and moose season? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only do you not have the tag, it's not the season for it, right? Getting a Shara's. Yeah. So, Danny, there are four subspecies of moose. You got the biggest one, which is an Alaska Yukon. Um, there's the Canadian moose. Did I say four subspecies? There's three subspecies. No, 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 there is. No, there's three subspecies. Tell me the truth. Alaska Yukon, Canadian moose, and Shara's moose. Okay. That moose right next to you in the studio there is uh, a Canadian moose. Um, but the biggest one is the Alaska Yukon. The second biggest is a Canadian, and the Shara's is the smallest. And when you say small, you look at the size of that animal, you're like, small? But uh, actually a big Yukon moose, Alaska moose, is almost twice the size of those things. So it's a lot of meat. And it's good meat. I was oh. just going to ask. And Love it's good moose meat? meat? Moose is very good. That's my one of my best meat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I have not tried elk, so if anyone wants to you know, bring in some elk, Did you bring any elk with you? No, I don't have any left. You don't have any in your bag? Or your, you don't or your pocket? You're the elk whisperer. What? Hey, elk I feel turkey. let down. Well, <laughs> last year, I have to say, we did not kill an elk rifle or bull hunting for the first time in 36 years. Where did you hunt both of those then? One Colorado was one, and Idaho was the other. Okay. Yeah. And just you didn't weren't in a good area? We've seen, we seen bulls, and some guys missed. Okay. But we just didn't. We didn't connect on one, which is fine. We still had an awesome time both places. Do you still yeah. camp in the same place in Idaho? Yeah. And has it gotten like Colorado's gotten like really overcrowded? No, people is are Idaho leaving. Is Idaho still good? They're leaving more. Less elk people are leaving yeah. going somewhere else Yeah, where we hunt. In Idaho, same yeah. thing? One of the things I'll compliment both of you on is, and Tom and I have had this like conversation about the party hunt system, and that can mean a lot of different things, but one of my – favorite things about hunting with guys like you is that everybody shares the meat oh yes and so if absolutely you get some like you don't only get one animal down then everyone's gonna get a little meat yep absolutely i remember when you gave me the test the test what you gave that? me the test <laughs> was it written no he said so what do you think we're uh what are you gonna do with that meat tomcat and i looked at him and i knew it was a quiz coming from him <laughs> I said, we're going to split it equally, all of us. And he says, that's what I was hoping you were going to answer. Say. <laughs> yeah, when oh, I shot yeah. that antelope, he tried to make me keep it all because yeah. it was my first first kill. And I was like, no, you're at least taking backstrap and yeah, tenderloin. take something oh, to taste. Love antelope. Yeah, do you really? Oh, love it. A lot of people don't, but uh, a lot of people don't them. take care of it. You get that hide off, you get that antelope cooled down, butchered up. As soon as you nothing. kill it. As, as soon, soon as, as you, you kill, kill it, it, yeah. You don't put it in the back of your pickup truck and show your buddies in town. You get the hide off and you get it cooled down, and there's nothing on this planet better than antelope meat. What do you do to cool it down? Just take the hide off? Ice. That's the cooling? Oh, well, that'll ice. help. That okay. helps. That's a big part of the equation, getting the hide off right away, getting the guts out, get the hide off, and then uh, uh, cool it down with cold water or ice or whatever you got. Some people don't like to get water on their meat. I found no issue with it. So if you can cool it down. You never get any water on your meat, TK? 
No, no, he doesn't have an issue with water on his meat. It's other people. Some soap on your meat? Oh, I got a little soap in my hole and it just stings. (laughs) Stings. You're going to edit that one out of there, ain't you? No, I'm keeping it. (laughs) Stings. Who's this? It stings my soup can. That is my daughter in Idaho. She was 14. I took her elk hunting. And how old is she now? She's 32 now. Okay. Wow. Two kids, but she loved going out there with Dad. We took her up to uh, northwestern Minnesota. Yeah, at, on Tommy's, Tommy's land. She yeah. shot a couple deer up there. Yeah. yeah. She's a trooper, man. She yes. just hung out with all the guys. And... Did she get anything this trip? No, no, I don't think we did. We might have got one, but, yeah, it was a lot of snow, and it's just cool to take pictures of that. When you, We were back, <laughs> and there's nobody back there. We were back four or five miles back down a trail. That's what they say. Yeah. If you want to get serious about hunting, you got to go at least a mile from the yeah, road. Absolutely. Right? I don't start hunting until I'm a mile back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could see animals or kill one close to the road, but I usually just hustle back a mile, then start hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not too many people have legs like yours. Yeah. Stumps. <laughs> <laughs> which roofing. Which brings me to another story. Okay. <laughs> Robin and I were in Idaho the same year that he shot that. Five pointer. Why don't we prompt him and see if he can tell the story? No, he'll fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Can you swear on a thing? Yeah, you can. Oh my goodness. I can, you can't. (laughs) You can, Tom can't. I was like, we've been on this thing for almost an hour and you haven't dropped an F bomb yet. Are you feeling okay? I already toned myself to do things right. I think I'm doing pretty good. Great job. Doing great. <laughs> I'm 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 having more fun at this podcast than any because yeah. these are such great great stories. And forgive me, I'm going to tell it because it's fresh no, in my I'll mind. Tell it. He and I went up towards Gant Ridge, which is a huge ridge, you know, above tree line. What state's this? Idaho. Okay. So we're standing on the rifle. Side of, clearly, rifle. Okay. We're standing on the side of a mountain on a knob, and we actually got a tip from a game warden that there were some elk up in that country, and so. We glass and we see this herd of elk. And <laughs> it's on the next mountain. And I'm like, and Robin's getting all excited, so I'm like, okay, what do we do? He says, well, we've got to go all the way back down this mountain. We cross that river, and we go all the way back up that. And he didn't say it this way. We go down that mountain. We cross the creek. We go over there, and we go up that mountain. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so... Yes. I'm just I'm the I'm the new guy and he's kicking up rocks as he's running down the mountain, which I don't advise anyone to do. But I'm struggling to keep up with him. So we get down to the river. We got to cross this river. Now we got to go up a mountain higher than where we just were. Mm-hmm. And we're going up the mountain. We're going up the mountain. We're going up the mountain. We get to this area, and I'm just you know he's not breaking a sweat, and I'm about dying. <laughs> And so I said, Robin, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. And so we stopped by. I remember the stump. I sat down in the Wait stump. Wait a minute. Well, I got a question a for you. It was a rock. A rock, yeah. <laughs> Were your nails dirty at this point or no? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Probably all torn up from, from grabbing. I assume you're talking about grabbing rocks. And what are you talking about? <laughs> That's a joke for Robin and all I. Right. That's okay. <laughs> so anyway, we stopped. And we stopped. We're just catching our breath. And this cow. Walks about 20 yards from us. 
And I'm she like, did she did she's looking at us. Right she's looking <laughs> at us. Like, that's maybe a, maybe thirty yards. That's like a warning to the absolutely. Yeah, if an elk barks at yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's what I was coming to. I'm like, I said, Robin, do they have a distress call? <laughs> and he looks at me. and He goes, They bark like a dog. And I am like, What? As soon as he said go, that, oh! she did it right. She <laughs> barks at him like, Are you kidding me? Oh. So she takes off, and Robin takes off after, her, and he's on a game trail. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I start. I mean, I can't even walk anymore. So I kind of go after him. I get down there a ways. I don't know how far. And all of a sudden, Robin comes to me. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, he says, He has to come back down the trail to get you. (laughs) Because it's my turn to shoot an elk. Robin, why don't you hook up a tow rope? It's my turn. I had one, yeah. (laughs) You know, he'd already shot the five-pointer. And it's my turn, and we have a decent elk. We don't know exactly what it was. Sure. But so we come along the side of the mountain, and it's now, it's, now we're above tree line, and it's all grass. And he says, they're right over this knob. And so I'm like, okay, let me catch my breath. He says, nah, come on. <laughs> I'll never forget this so as long as I live. I mean, I just thought of this part of the story Your heart right must now. be racing at this point. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm dying. I got no air. I mean, we're up above tree line. I looked down and there was a crucifix in the ground. I mean, it wasn't a branch. What, I it was remember like, him telling me that. It was <laughs> like this. It was like cut, a cross. It was a cross cut into okay. the dirt. Because you know, cross and crucifix are yeah, whatever. Jesus or no Jesus, it's pretty simple. <laughs> I know there was a cross in the ground. Okay, and I thank like, you. Wow, that's a sign. Anyway, I crawled up, and a sidebar to the story is I left my clip in the car. So I'm feeding my semi-automatic one bullet at a time, right? <laughs> Old school. Yeah. So we crest the ridge, and there's this beautiful 4x4, four four, which is on the wall right behind me. Oh, this guy here. Yeah. Okay. And European mount there. I lay down, and he was broadside. Hell, he wasn't 100 yards, 80 yards maybe, and bang. And he started going down, and I hear another bang. And Rob's like, I'm just making sure. <laughs> they ain't tracking him anywhere. <laughs> So that was uh, that was wonderful. Then if he's going to run, he ain't running far. Yeah, that was my first bull. That's right there. Was it really? Yeah, that one was. Yeah. yeah, that was my first elk. So he probably didn't go too far then, right? Two bullets in him. Oh, no, well, it didn't. When go the three hundred Weatherby hit him, he didn't go anywhere. Just plop right over. Yeah, <laughs> it was done. Yeah, my shot was fatal. His shot was. Oh, just, it was. I just, just, just didn't want to trail him. In just the join in. What's that? Yeah. What's that long? There it is. Extended yeah. erect thing there on the. That's picture. my finger, oh. making sure we know what we're talking about. <laughs> or, yeah. Or maybe something else. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Who knows. Isn't it's, that a beautiful four point? It's very symmetrical the way he's got that yeah. turkey fan, and then he's got the elk, and then he's got that deer in there. I'll give Tom something. He he's got style when it comes to decorating. I'm, yes, I'm just yeah, saying. I decorated my restaurant. Uh, I'm a, I should have been a decorator. I don't know about that, but you do a good job. Yeah, he should have been. <laughs> All right, let's not go there. So, real quick before we go to break, Robin, uh, one of my favorite stories about you in particular that I experienced was that hunt when uh, we went out to Colorado and we get up there to kind of the entrance to get back into where we were in the, in the, um, where the trailhead is. And there was a note on the post out there. Do you remember what you wrote on the, on the, po- on the uh, note? I wrote something on you, the note. Yeah. You wrote a note. It wasn't a love note. Just a regular old note. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Let's get her going. Yeah. It was like, uh, something along the lines of, Hey, celebrity, we're already up here. Oh, for you guys, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
celebrity. It was so funny. So then I had to ask him. I was like, what's the deal with this? And he goes, he always calls me a celebrity. And then right away, he points at me because he's driving at that point. Puts me, he goes, don't you feed that. <laughs> oh, Joe Baker called you celebrity. Remember when you, we were hunting I together? know. Me, you, him, and Dave? Joe. You always call me. I'm like, what yeah, are you celebrity. me that for? He's a celebrity. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, boys, as much fun as we are having, and I know we got a lot more stories on the backside, maybe a few that Robin will tell, too. <laughs> I have one that I have to get in before we're done here. You can tell us, man. Not now, but after the break, because i got to yeah. take a break here. Yeah. we're gonna <laughs> Per guest request, we'll go ahead and uh, take our break. We're going to get the sponsors in here, let them do their thing. But when we come back. I'm also out of whiskey, just saying. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> we'll get a refill. more. There's plenty here. There is. Yeah, we got plenty. Um, so anyway, uh but before we go to break, real quick, if you're watching this right now, you're listening to it, do us a favor. Make sure you pinwheel that like button and make sure that you're sharing, commenting, um, and uh, checking it out on all the different platforms that we've got. I mean, Facebook, Spotify. Uh, we just now started a Twitter and a TikTok because we're trying to be all young-like, even though we're not <laughs> young-like. Trying to be hip. Hip, hip. <laughs> Hippity, hoppity. So anyway, so we've got hip lots of different. Hip-hop anonymous. <laughs> Hip-hop anonymous. Adam Sandler. Anyway, so uh, we got lots of different options for you to listen to or watch this podcast, and uh, we'll be right back in just a few minutes with Rob and the Elk Whisperer. Boots and Backstraps is proudly brought to you by Homes by Shane. Make your move with the Homes by Shane team. Commitment to community and unparalleled customer service are the foundation of this REMAX Results referral-based business. Their driven team of experts communicate with their clients every step of the way, ensuring a memorable experience from the first conversation through your closing day. Go to homesbyshane.com. Let's get you home. <laughs> Welcome back from the break, you guys. Uh, yeah, you're walking into some pretty good humor here. <laughs> it's like right before the camera rolls, we're talking about the, uh, it's not genetics, but... Wombat. Wombat. <laughs> My ex-father-in-law had three, so. <laughs> I, I always like to say it's like having a two-bedroom apartment with one renter. <laughs> All the nurses had to come in and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a great joke. Go ahead, Tom. No, hear? I'm done talking. Oh, I, let's hear I've it. shared. You want to hear a joke? I love to hear it. All right, let me make sure I get it right. There was an older guy, a gentleman in a hospital bed. And he's laying there, and uh, this young, uh, what do they call him, a candy striper, a, an intern, a, a young lady comes in. She said, he, the old guy says, young lady, he had an oxygen mask on. He was oh, in such bad shape. I said, know this one. Go ahead. He said, young lady, could you please check and see if my testicles are black? And the girl says, well, sir, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that. And he says, it's very important. Please check and see if my testicles are black. And the girl says, you know, I'm just an intern. I said, maybe I should go and get a nurse. He says, just take you a second. It's real important to me. Would you please check and see if my testicles are black? And she thinks to herself, well, if I'm ever going to be a nurse, I guess I have to get used to this sort of thing. And so she said, okay. She gritted her teeth. She pulled down her bed sheets and pulled up his apron or his gown and she filled her hands with his testicles, and she moved them around. She says, no, sir, they're not black. They're very impressive, but they're not black. <laughs> she put him down, put his gown back down, pulled up her sheet. And the guy looked at her, and he pulls off his oxygen mask. She says, thank you. He says, that was 
very complimentary. He says, but listen very carefully. Will you please check and see if my test results are back? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, oops. (laughs) Okay. That's legitimately my dad's favorite joke. Just saying. (laughs) It is a good joke. Uh Uh Uh-oh. a big dog coming in. Yeah, Ace Man. Ace just made a cameo on the podcast. That's his first one. Oh, he's barking at. It's my hunting lab. I guided uh, for many years up at Wings North with uh, Ace. We're not going to get him in the camera, but anyway, he's, he's uh, 12 years old, which makes him 84 years old. So, Robin, how many states have you hunted elk in? New Mexico. Colorado. Six, for sure, just thinking fast. And Wyoming, Oregon, New Mexico, Idaho, Colorado. Is that five? New Mexico, did I say? Yeah. 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 How many of you had to have preference points for? All the ones I did, we never had to. Okay. They were just by over the counter. Sure. It's changed. I've been hunting for 36 years. It's changed. Now you got to have preference points. You got to draw. It, it, they've made it so ridiculous. Well, that was a topic I wanted you to address. You know, yeah, it's ridiculous. If we'd have been born in the forties, and I mean, anyway, we've had many great years of hunting. <laughs> Did you just say born in the forties? Well, if we were born in the forties, we were. Yeah. You know, and then, we weren't. No, because 60s. it was such a great time to be a hunter. Use your horse and buggy to yeah. go back and get your elk. <laughs> but talk about talk about your feelings of the changes. You know, it's like you need a. You need a law degree to figure out the rules and regulations and the preference points, and it's gotten so expensive. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I don't like it. And the people in the other states that live there, the locals, think they own the yep. the mountains, which they don't. Whoever pays taxes owns all the yep. federal and government land. We all own it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the people in their own states, that you come over there, you're a— they're locals and we're re- non-residents, and they just—it's got ridiculous. They—they yeah. they think we don't belong there. Yeah, and, especially yeah, in Montana. Yeah, well, Idaho's got worse the last few years. I've had arguments with guys in the woods. They think they own the mountain. They think they own the whole mountain, and it's—it's it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, it's a sad deal. It's gotten to a point where uh, you know the, the DNRs in all the states, and they're not referred to as DNR in all the states, but game and fish, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they're always complaining about hunter retention. The kids are not getting into hunting. Well, what kid can afford the licensing these days? Twelve hundred dollars in Montana, um, seven hundred in Colorado, and that's the cheapest yeah, one. Yeah, seven now. Yeah, six hundred. Oh, we paid six something again this year. Yeah, for many years I paid two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. in Colorado, and they had to up their rates. And the money's one thing, but you know. They're making it so hard where there's less and less public land to hunt on and fewer and fewer places for people to buy a, a license over the counter. I'm just saying, from my perspective, I wouldn't want to be a teenager with wide eyes hoping to get into elk hunting or sheep hunting, heaven forbid. <laughs> um, any any of the mountain hunting, mule deer. I was, mule deer is so reasonable, but it's tough, man. It's tough, tough, tough. I don't like it. I don't. I know you don't like it. It's gotten worse over the last fifteen years, yeah. and the the wolf kills, the fires, yeah, the bug kills. It's just 
it's getting harder. It used to be easy to elk hunt back 20 years ago and even 10 years ago, and now it's just getting harder and harder. I used to go up on the Missouri Breaks up in uh, Montana, which is a cool place to archery elk hunt. On the south side, you could buy a, a tag over the counter, and I guess I went three or four times out to the Missouri Breaks. Had just fun. I mean, just saw lots of animals, met some really cool ranchers. Just for the giggles, I was in Steve Woog's office last uh, last year. I called out to Montana, and I, I, I might be incorrect, but it's like 13, 11, 13 years of preference points just to get an archery tag in that where area. we used to buy them yeah. over the counter. I'm like, holy cow. And it's a very isolated part of the world. There's nobody up there. I mean, the towns are teeny, and there's... Anyway, that's my opinion on it. But I was wanting, hoping to get more from you. Yeah, that's it just changes every year. The price goes up, and there's less tags. We So Idaho, we used to buy them over the counter. Yep. This year, four or five of us applied, and one of us got it. The tags were gone in our area in 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and... So we went to a different zone, which we are. We're going to go in on a an airplane fly in the back of the mountains. Yeah, it's going to be, and I'm kind of glad. Like I a little puddle jumper? Yeah, well, whatever. We can have 1,000 pounds for three guys. Okay. And uh, it, I've always wanted to do it. I heard they've done it years ago. You hear about them flying in with helicopters or airplanes back in the middle of nowhere. Same as they do in Alaska. Right, right. You know. And I love elk hunting, you know. That moose hunting, caribou would be great too. But I, I'll do the elk hunt. So we got a fly-in elk hunt this year, which is that's and it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap too. It's only three hundred and seventy-five bucks. Wow! In, in and then to pick us up is three seventy-five. But you're splitting that, right? Splitting it three ways. Yeah, so that is cheap. So I mean, I'd so I'd give the guy a thousand. That's seven fifty, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's for three guys. That's that's not even nothing. That's a tip. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's just. I'm glad we found it because we were looking where to go. It's 250 bucks a guy for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, or the week. Yeah, for the week. And if we get an elk, then it's another 375 because they get all that out separate. Yeah, for the weight. But yeah, it's that was a good thing we found. But getting back to your the way things are going, it's terrible. They're cutting back on tags. The the locals are all thinking they own the land and they're complaining to the fishing game yep and it's just ridiculous and the fishing game to their benefit i guess you know they do want to appease the people that live in their state and i get that i mean i understand all of it what about our fees our fees are way more who pays for the yeah our fees are they pay 30 some dollars we pay 600 dollars it's crazy different you know what would you want you know yeah Plus, like I said earlier, we all own the land, too. Just yep, because we don't right. live there, that, we own it. It's you know? federal land. Federal land, government land, we all own it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows we all pay our taxes. Yeah, absolutely. And the taxes haven't gone down. No, they keep going up. Should we talk about that for a while? No. No. <laughs> no. no, I want to hear Robin's story. Robin said, I have this story, and I said, well, don't tell me until we're recording. And now All we're right. recording. Robin, you, this is your moment. Throw the picture up, and then I'll start the story. Picture first? Well, yeah, I want to see I kind of like it. how it's he bosses get, you got to get Danny. my mind here. I do, too. Inspiration. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> get some inspiration on the, on the screen there. All right. I got you. 
So this is my oh. daughter here and uh, her husband. So how old is this photo? Oh, Stumpy's three, four. So this is like four years old. And uh, this is my daughter Taylor is her name, and I nickname her Stumpy. Okay. I have from ever since she grown up. She was a short little one. <laughs> anyway, she's elk hunted with me when she was 12. Look at that bull. So she elk hunted four or five years with me, and she when she seen us kill some big ones, and right along, you know, she couldn't get them because the situation didn't happen, and she was a little upset. So I told her, and then the tags in Idaho, it was a good thing for child mentors. They're a hundred dollars for nice. an elk and a deer tag, which I think they still have that, which is a great thing because you want to get the young kids out there these days is the Absolutely. biggest part of it, you know. So I did, and, and I buy the kids their tags when they were 12 to 17. And uh, so she was over 17. She's, I think she was like 20 here. And uh, so I... And her, that's her husband? Yeah, her, that's her husband. Her and her, my son, was he was hunting with us too, Hunter. Okay. And, I, and they were all over 17. So I bought their tags again. I said, one more time. And they're six, seven hundred bucks. I said, I'll buy one more, and then you guys want to go again, you buy your own tags. Mm-hmm. So, what they, state is this in? This Idaho, where I've hunted for 36 years there. Okay. So, Taylor calls me up, my daughter calls me up, you know, and hunting's coming up, and she said, Dad, I don't know if I can go. I go, What do you mean? She goes, well, I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's a nice way of telling you. Well, no, that's a cool thing. I said, no problem. I said, you told me early enough. We'll either call up the fishing game, get our tag back, or but here's what you do first. You call the doctor up and ask him, tell him we walk 5 to 10 miles a day. And uh, I think she was about three months pregnant then. Okay. And I said, call the doctor up, see what he says. Well, she called the doctor up. Needless to say, he said what I thought he would. Have at it. Exercise is good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and I told her, and I guided her to this one here, and I told her, uh, you, I am going to hunt my rear end off until we find one for you because this probably be your last time for a while. Yeah. And so we went hunting that morning. It was opening morning, and we were back about four or five miles and it was getting late, ten thirty, kind of getting past the morning hour of hunting, the good time. But they, I, you're thinking they're going to start bedding down. Well, I never give up, and it's like opening day is the best day. So I kept calling, and ten thirty in the morning, this bull calls out, starts bugling, and then we got excited. It was one of them. Oh, the eyes got this big, and we're hey, we got to go. <laughs> so we literally, I said, he's up there. Up, you could hear him. He's over a three quarters of a mile away. We took off down the hill, and we and we ran, and she's right with me. She always she was one of the even better than some of my friends hanging with me. She could run right with me and never she wouldn't even. I'd be huffing more than she would be. <laughs> you weren't talking about me. Were yeah, you? you were part. Uh-oh. of You were one of them. Uh-oh. You were one of them. <laughs> I looked at you. <laughs> you know what they say about celebrities and their cardio. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally worked down, and it took us over a half an hour to get up close to the herd. And they were still bugling. I had them bugling. There was two big bulls in that herd. And we got up and we pinpointed the one and she pulled up. And uh, and her husband and my son were about two miles up on the other ridge away from us. And uh, she shot and 
hit it the first shot and it whirled around and then we literally finished it and it came within 75 yards of us and dropped wow so it was it was a great experience she was you know three months pregnant and Wow. So she, yeah, I call her Stumpy One, and her she had Stumpy Two in her belly when she <laughs> shot that one. <laughs> so here's the real question. She knocks the bull down. Obviously, you help her get it, yeah. you know, all butchered up and ready to go. Did she have to carry meat out? Oh, no, we didn't have to do We might have carried some, so let me finish the story. Don't butt in, Tomcat. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I'm going to turn my mic off. So I want to talk about the guys. I want to talk about the guys, my son and and her, her husband, obviously that, you know, they're just ecstatic because they knew if they hear shooting our way, Taylor's going to be shooting one. So they, they were running after the first shot and, uh, we look around and they ran two miles in about freaking 15 minutes. Wow. And they were right coming up the hill. We, we, we walked up to it, you know? And uh, so that was a funny thing. So, yeah, no, we uh, we cut it up. We deboned it. We took some back. We we got the wheeler close to it, 300 yards, and the guys packed it down on the wheeler, and me and Stump went back. She couldn't have a beer, but I did. <laughs> we went back to camp, and they had to finish packing it out. And So then I told them, so it even gets better. I said, you know, there's a whole herd of them there. I said, you guys should go down that ridge about a mile and work that ridge back. Because they asked me, what do you think we should do tonight, you know? And they didn't even come out, you know. They were staying in there. You got the herd right there. Yeah. Well, they went down the ridge, and I know where they go. And I said, go down there. Well, we're back at camp, and I've had a few beers by now, and Taylor's all excited. She's got hers down finally. Oh, I'm sure her grin is just ear to ear. You could see the smile on her face in that picture. Yeah. And uh, the the other, my son-in-law and uh, my son come back, and, Little, yeah, they shot two bulls at night. Yeah, wow! Right where I told them to go, and so that was kind of exciting. They shot three the first day on that one ridge. And it's just the four of you out there? No, there was like six of us out there. I was yeah. like, that's a, two more yeah. bulls. That's a lot oh, of work. Oh yeah, yeah. It was good. They were smaller ones, four by fours or raghorn ones, but they're good eating, you know. Yeah, and that was my son-in-law's first one. Yeah, it's one of those shot. weird things, right, Robin? You know, it doesn't matter how many points a bull's got, oh, meat's still yeah. good. The meat is good. You put the horns on the wall, not to brag about it, but it's a story. You yeah, know? it's a memory. You want to look at, hey, that reminds me, like Tom Kitts, hey, remember, that was 30-some years ago, that right. one right there that we were talking about earlier. That's right. Yeah, so that was my story. I had to get that one in. And knowing it's the an kind awesome of story. Knowing the kind of hunter you are, I am absolutely positive that when you experienced your daughter shooting that great big bull, that was as exciting or more oh, exciting, more exciting than, than me and any bull one. you've ever killed. More exciting. Any yep. when anybody comes out that hasn't killed an animal, a right. deer, elk, or anything, to me when I bring them out or kind of guide them, you know, show them a little bit. Yep, yep. It's just it's more gratifying. Yeah. When someone else kills one, because you know. Yeah, I've just, learned that in my old age when I take out young kids. Uh, whether they're my nephews or kids that I'm mentoring, watching them kill their first turkey or their first deer is like, Absolutely. or their first bear or whatever, it's as exciting or more exciting. Probably more exciting. That's more to me when yeah. someone else gets one. I'm more jumping Yeah, you're up that way. Other. Yeah. <laughs> We've known hunters in our past that aren't that no, way. No, you not... don't want to be greedy when you're no. a hunter or selfish. You want to be a team player. You want to be a team That's player. And you want to be just as happy for. If I don't get anything, 
And if we're hunting together, if I don't shoot anything and you do, I'm celebrating. Yeah. I'm celebrating as much as you are. And the camaraderie of a hunt or a fishing or even a camping expedition, any one of them. It's the camaraderie is the big thing, too, you know. Yep. Having fun, sitting by the campfire and talking stories like we're doing now. You know, we do that all the time. If we could have a microphone and a camera at the the campfires, We would never get on the oh, air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You could, you could edit a few things, but there's a lot of no, great, all be great edited. things. Yeah. We're, uh, that is, uh, that's one of the, sort of like the, one of the next steps of this podcast is we're going to start filming hunts when we go out yeah. so we can start mixing in some of that footage in, into uh, what we do, and including this upcoming week because this episode will air this coming Sunday, as they always do. And that same day, you and I will be heading out west yep. to go chase antelope. That's right. Speed goats. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Got our got our practice all in. All tuned up, are you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. you could always shoot. Tomcat can shoot pretty good. And we yeah, got those. <laughs> Even with his one and a half yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we got the new, uh, what do they call the decoy that I, you mounts to your boy. The ultimate oh, ultimate predator? Your, the ultimate Got an antelope your bow, one. the antelope one. I've yeah. seen enough video to convince me that is cool. Did you get one yet or no? Yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. the decoy. Yeah. We got four, just because Tom is like a kid in a candy store, and this is what he wanted the last few years, four different decoys now. We got his regular decoy that we used when I shot my antelope. Yep. Then we ended up buying, uh, like, Montana decoy, just a cow, you know, sort of pasture cow, whatever we can use to try to get close. They and work. Then yeah, we got yeah. the antelope hat. So it's like an it's antelope head horns that wears in your head. It's got horns the, on there. It's yeah. got the horns and uh, <laughs> half the head, of the head, it's eyes, the whole like thing. The head's cut down. But if I'd have had that darn hat on last time we were out there and I snuck on that big buck, I got within like, I don't know, 30 yards. But he could see me. You know, I could see his horns, so I knew he could see my hat and the movement. And if I could have just had that antelope hat on, he would have just maybe been a little calmer, but he bolted, and I swung on him. And so now we got the bow-mounted buck yeah. decoy. Yep. You have it. Right like You should bring it in. We have it. I know. I saw it. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. Tom, you shot with it, didn't you? Yeah. And how'd you shoot with it? Just fine. Yeah. Dialed right in. It's they're so light. And it's a, there's a cutout, you know, in the center of it. You've seen them. Right? Yeah, yeah so it doesn't affect your sight at all. Stabilizer goes through it. So if you're shooting like you're supposed to shoot, where you're focused through your peep and your sight, you don't even know it's there because it is really light. Well, I'm looking at the boots and back straps list over there, and I'm seeing uh, we've covered a lot of the topics. Robin, have you got, you know, if there's some uh, young guys that are watching our show today and you got any tips for them? I think you gave them one of the best tips that I could recommend. Is perseverance. Be persistent. Perseverance. Be yeah. persistent. Be patient. Yeah. Don't ever give up. Don't give up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess when it comes to calling elk, he's taught me how to bugle. He taught me how to call. Call. The is cow one of call the best. is. Yeah. yeah. We've got. Don't be cow- afraid to call. Call yep. all you want. I call. All, you know. You know that. Well, Robin's yep. aggressive yeah. when it comes I, to elk hunting. I was just going to say, there's really two different. With elk specifically, two different methodologies. You got to go somewhere and park it, where it's a water hole or it's yeah. you know, um, you know whatever it is. Or you got the running gun guys like Robin, where you're ripping off bugles and you're moving and you're Call, calling and bugling constantly. I've yeah. read a lot of articles about guys that are uh, more passive and patient, but uh, the proof's on his walls. He's aggressive. 
and he gets after them. You see a lot. And I've been with you a number of times. Yeah. At one time, I shot at one with a muzzleloader. I didn't hit it because Robin was pulling him in. Go shoot him! <laughs> As he's tugging on my shirt, I'm like, let go of me. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah, tips. Uh, any tips and tricks you got? We would love to have you just drop some knowledge bombs here. Yeah, that's the calling. Don't be afraid to call. You hear guys say, don't call. You spook them. Well, I've seen more elk than anybody and shot lots. And, Probably and, more and, than and most we, human yeah, beings. Yeah, more, more than the guys there. that we're with. But yeah. then I call for people. You know, the last 10 years I've been calling for people. And, you know, you just call. It works. It works. Don't sit there and try to sneak up on an elk on crunchy ground because it ain't going to work. Yeah. You got to call them in, and it, it pinpoints them. And then you can sneak on them, depending on what you're walking through. And you're checking wind, right? Wind. Check your wind. Have oh. a windicator. Have a puffy windicator in your pocket. The wind's the worst. Yep, that'll kill you I've every time. Lost yeah. more elk to the wind. You probably have yeah. too. Yeah. If he's gone, you know the wind shifted and hit the back of your head. Yep. Play the wind. You know. And then hunt, you know, the elk are, they're in drainages. Uh, drainages have grass all year long, north-facing slopes. Um, in the summer or when it's warm. Yeah, yeah. South-facing when it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. But they just, and drainages, I hunt 90% drainages where I hunt in every state, rifle or bull. Are there times of the day you've had more success? Evenings and mornings are always better. Yeah, but you, I've killed my biggest one of my biggest elk in the afternoon. You mm-hmm. know, they're there. They're not all laying down, and especially during the rut. Right. The one Steve Wu got that big one. I called in. We had hunted our butt off all day. Took a nap for an hour at twelve twenty. I called in that bull for him. Twelve twenty in the afternoon. <laughs> Came in screaming. At that point, you're thinking they're bedding down. Well, no, I know they bed down, or, but during the rut, they're chasing. They're running around, chasing the cows, looking around for the yeah. females. You know? Right, yeah. So, I mean, during the rut time, and that's usually uh, September 8th to the end of September. Yep. You know, you could hunt all day and have action. I've had it. You, you, you know, I've hunted all day, and that's you're not going to get them if you go back and take a nap or sleep we take a nap in the woods because yeah. we're too tired you know we Some, need a nap and then sometimes we, uh, we take a nap and we put up a, a lean to yeah. and we put up a fire and we munch on back straps yeah and then we pack the rest of it out that night yeah <laughs> those are some good memories oh yeah oh my gosh uh, my beautiful bride wrote something on the. Uh, does that make sense to you yeah tips for packing out so oh. once you once you actually get an animal down and you get the meat all put together, like you said, you debone them and that kind of thing. Any specific tips you'd, you'd offer for folks, and you got to get that meat out? Well, we use a pack, a frame pack, as you've seen the ones we're in. And some people don't like it, but we use a garbage bag. But the thing for is, for a while, just right. to put the meat in, right. so don't blood don't get all over. You walk out, whether it's an hour to two, three hours, you're fine with the meat. But once you get back to the truck. To your camp, to the four wheeler, yep. take it out of the bag and put it on the ground on a tarp, air it out right away, and then you hang it in game bags, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we use the, you know, and you could put a game bag in your pack and clean the blood out when you get home. 
that would air it a little better. But yep. we use bags, but we get them out quick, and boom, it works. Yeah. That's, we have never wait, lost any meat by doing that. There's a photo of uh, that's Steve. The packs. Yeah, that's the Steve packs that we use. And they got meat myself. in their packs with with garbage bags. Right. Yeah. I understand exactly because yeah. a lot of people say, no, don't use garbage bags. Well, don't. well you can use them temporarily. We're going to, yeah, so you, you get, get them, take so an hour. Get, it might yeah. take an hour to get out, hour and a half, whatever. And then you get them in your game bags, you know, the cheesecloth of yep. the game bags. Well, once you knock one down, you don't got to be in a hurry getting out. No. no. We, you debone it, lay it on tarps. It could sit there all day on the tarp mm-hmm. or right. all night till you come back and get it. Yeah, we've deboned them at night, came back in the morning and got them. Aren't you worried about predators well, coming in? And we've lost some. Sometimes. Yeah, yep. Steve's, that one there, the coyote's got the rear end on that one, hmm. but we didn't find it till the next day. Do you remember what happened when we were butchering Steve's elk? Oh, me and you went chasing <laughs> that one. <laughs> we had another bull coming in on yeah. us. Yeah. And Robin's like, Colin, and I, I saw its legs, and Robin's thinking in the back, geez, I hope he don't shoot another yeah, one. I'm going to have two of them, two of them out because <laughs> we were way up in yeah. there. <laughs> but that was a pretty exciting yeah, deal. Yeah, I would have wanted you to shoot yeah. it. Yeah. Was yeah. it a good bull? Well, I we didn't see, I didn't see the horn, but it was a bugling one. So I caught usually, a glimpse of his feet. They're usually pretty good if they're bugling, screaming at us. Yeah. What do you get here? That's Robin and Steve and myself, and that's, uh, Steve, that's a five by five you killed. That when that we five went, by six. <laughs> that's the one we went when Robin says, "What do you mean you're going into All town?" Right, I got the story. All Let right. <laughs> so one of my favorite days is a Wednesday, right? Yeah. So these guys, oh, Tomcat's always. Oh, I gotta go town, take a shower, and wash my clothes and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm elk hunting. I gotta change the clothes, and I can take a Don't shower. Don't be right dumping here. that on me. It was the guy <laughs> I was with that wanted to go into town. Hey, I got the floor now. <laughs> Hang on. So anyway, hey, Jill, I'll, shut his mic off. So it's raining. <laughs> so it's raining out too, and that's the reason we slept in. And we had breakfast in the morning. These guys, these guys, come on. What? I said, No, I'm going hunting. I don't care if it's raining, but the, so they left and it quit raining. So a couple hours later, I had the second breakfast. I was hungry. All right. And I grabbed my bow and I go, this is the best time. After it rains, is a, if you want to go elk hunting, don't be afraid to go when the rain's stopping or right after it rains. You can walk through the woods quiet for one thing. Mm-hmm. And they're, cha- they're, they get rutted up when they get wet. They like it. Anyway, so I go up the trail, 45 minutes. And I got two bulls bugling at me. So I get on the trail, and the one comes out, and he's about coming. I called him, and he came right in at 15 yards, and I couldn't get my bow back on him. So he kind of sensed something. He went out, and he snuck out about 25 yards, and I finally got my bow back, and he went right to the spot where I could shoot, and I hit him, and he took off, and it went about 200 yards, and I found it and gutted it out, and... Went back to camp, and uh, I'm sitting there at camp. I got my broken arrow, and the guys come driving up from town there, and I'm flip. I got a beer in my hand, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm flipping my arrow like this. Tomcat shaking his head. He goes, that bastard shot one, didn't he? Uh, so you were all by yourself. All yep. by myself. They all went to town. I go, dude, you can't do that. Yeah, there's three of us. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I, I was, totally agree with you, yeah. but, you know. Sometimes it's all right to go into town and have a little oh, snack absolutely. and shower and 
No, I'm done with that. Yeah. I've eaten enough tag soup. <laughs> I am done going into town. The more the more you go in the woods, the better your chances are, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I will live in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tom, do you, you think know. you could do my makeup like that? I mean, you're just saying. What did she say? Do your, she wants you to do her like makeup like do? that. Yeah. I want you to do my makeup like that, okay? Camouflage, yeah. Come on around Just here and kiss my <laughs> country song. There's an old Willie Nelson song about doing your makeup and kissing my ass. Well, I, I know, I know we, we let Robin have some airtime here, Tom, but we'll, we'll pass it back over to you because one of our bullet points here to talk about tonight is your first date with your yeah, beautiful this is bride. A, this is a great story. And it involves and I, Robin. And I apologize if I uh, consume too much of the microphone tonight, but I am excited that Robin's here and we've had so many great, great hunting stories to share and I know if I let him tell the stories, he wouldn't get them right, so I had to <laughs> jump right on in there now. Come on. Anyway, this is uh, just a life story and one of my favorite stories. I was dating a young lady uh, that I ultimately married. And what was her name? Lenny Poo. Lynn Kitty. And Robin and I were just coming back from uh, the elk hunt, and we had four elk. His dad, myself, Robin, and uh, was he just your dad's friend, Bob. 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 Yeah, yeah. He wasn't your uncle, was he? No, it was Bob. Yeah, dad's Bob. friend. Yeah. How many guys were on the trip? Four of us. Four of us. Yeah. Oh, so everybody yeah. punched their tags. Yeah. yeah, everybody got one. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so we're gonna go over to Robin's, no, Bob's house, and we're gonna butcher all these animals, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well, God, we're gonna start like eight or nine in the morning, and I think we should be done by about six o'clock well so i had lynn gave her the address lynn met me at bob's house and we're all covered in blood and hold on a second now we're cutting up. you've never gone on a this date was her, this is our first, first date. date yeah you're see, skipping you past forgot. that yeah. very important i wanted part. to hear that one <laughs> yeah uh, yeah forgive me i uh, remembered <laughs> yeah this is our first, first date, date i met her uh at the club you know and that's all, another story but you know she's like yeah so she met us at that address, and uh, she comes into the backyard. Man, we're up to our elbows, and I'm thinking, we're not even close to done. <laughs> so I'm kind of apologetic, and Lynn says, she just took it all in stride. She rolled up her sleeve, and she got jumped in there. Jumped right in. And jumped helping. right in and helping <laughs> us packaging. I was on the uh, grinder, I think, if I remember correctly, and I'm grinding burger, and she's there packaging it. I'm grinding it. She's packaging it. And we've got a mountain of meat. Four big elk is a yeah, lot that's of meat. a lot, yeah. So by the time we were done, I think it was 10 or I, 11 My mouth is watering yeah, right now. Oh, I'm just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> I think it was 10 or 11 o'clock uh. by the time we got done. And she was still there with it. And not only did she show up, she showed up looking like someone right out of a magazine. Yeah, absolutely. She was all gussied <laughs> up and looking good. And So all the guys were like, who is this? <laughs> Especially his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Richie. No, it was a great, and I and I think Robin might have been the first one to say to me, you might want to keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've heard that a dozen times from a dozen different hundred friends. hundred times you probably yeah. heard that one. <laughs> so Outplanted his coverage there. <laughs> that was a great story, and, you know, that was my first date with a woman that I've been married to for 30 years now. Chopping up elk. Chopping up elk, man. <laughs> Like how, you can't get a better sign that that's the one. Yeah, and she rolls up her sleeves and says, "Let's get right in the blood." <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That Especially was kind of the way it was, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's got. Did it I right. miss anything, hun? <laughs> Especially for a guy like this who's so passionate about hunting. 
you know, to have a woman say, I'll be like, without saying it, that she's going to support your habit by just getting in like that. You know what she always said to me? You know, we're all used to the kind of husband and wife scenario where the wife's nagging the husband because he's going hunting and blah, blah, blah. And my wife always said, you know, I'd rather see you doing something you're passionate about, something healthy, bringing home food, being out in the woods and God's country, rather than seeing you at a, hanging out at a strip, co- strip joint yeah. Or in a bar pulling pull tabs. And I mean, it's, I think she said, she's always said, I think it's great. And she'd always send me little notes on all of my trips and uh, make her cookies. Make oh, oatmeal and raisin. Best cookies <laughs> all ever. All my friends know about my wife's oatmeal and raisin cookies. Do they ever? She'd show up at Bear Camp up in northern Wisconsin and all the guys, <laughs> that was always funny. She'd show up all gussied up because she's a beautiful woman and. These guys aren't used to seeing <laughs> a beautiful woman, so their jaws would all open, drop down, and wonder what she's doing here. And then we'd let our hair down and dance on the pool table. <laughs> dance on the pool table. That's I'm not going to lie. When I met Lynn, I was like, you, We've got you pictures. and her? What? We've got pictures <laughs> half naked on the pool table. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll keep that for the private collection. You might edit that one, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robin, any other fun hunting stories? Because I just love listening to you talk about your adventures out there in the woods, and you've, you've had so many after putting your 40 years of hunting. Any other just real crazy or fun hunting stories you got that you can share with us? Nothing that'll come to mind right now. Okay. What about well, like I got Hunter? a million of them. Because I've met your son, oh, Hunter. Oh, you want one from him? Oh, boy. Yeah. I you like want Hunter. another quick one? Yeah. Hunter right. is great. He Hunter is, is my son, and he was 16. And Built I, like a brick shit yeah, house. Yeah, I used to go take him hunting until he was 14, and then I put him on his own slowly at 15. And 16, he's all by himself. He's as big as Pops, and... Thought he was the smartest pops too with his <laughs> mouth, but anyway, he's a great hunter. So the same place they were when Taylor shot her bull, he he went up to that ridge one morning, and he sat down and had a sandwich, and me and my buddy of mine were up on the ridge where Taylor shot hers, and we hear the shooting, boom, boom. We heard three shots, and. Uh, we all got we got the GPS walkie-talkies, so we jumped on the walkie-talkie right away, and all we could hear was, I got one, I got one. Hunter was all excited. He literally he shot a nice six-by-six, six, and the story was he sat down to have a sandwich, and he did a call call. So don't be, af- don't be afraid to call call when you're having a sandwich. Going to the Biffy, whatever, do a call call anytime. He sat down, had a sandwich, just got one bite out of a sandwich, did the call call, and this bull bugled and came running right in at him. <laughs> and he's 16 and he came 75 yards away and he shot it. The funny part about it, we, he was so excited. He, he just, we could hear him on the walkie talkie, he just, uh, I, got, I, got, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great story. If, and uh, having hunted with Hunter, what an outstanding young man he Absolutely, has become. Absolutely, yes. He, uh, I don't know what to say, but he's just a great kid, 
hard hard hunting hard, like his old man. Hard hunting, a hard worker. He is. Yeah, he was yes. a great kid. He's going to do well in life. Yeah. And did he not just have a child? Yep, four months ago. I had a little baby boy, so. Oh, congratulations. Oh, and he named him Kodiak is my company name. I told yeah. him, why did you do that? Well, Cody, I guess, for a nickname. Sure. But, yeah, so I got another little hunter coming up, so. That'll be cool. Well, you got to stay in shape now. You got to yeah, take care of that I'm gonna one too. Yeah, I'm going to work on that a little bit. <laughs> Just when you thought you could hang it yeah. up. <laughs> uh, well, Robin, I would say that, you know, I wouldn't be the hunter that I am today if it had not been for your friendship. Uh, I learned a lot from you. I've had so many great stories. And uh, I just want to thank you for being there with me and uh, taking me on some of the hunts that I've been on. And uh, we've done a lot, had a lot of fun deer hunts and, uh, you're you're the kind of guy that any hunter would be uh, proud to hang out with, and uh, I'm one of them guys, and I know Shane is too. Agreed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. There'll be more. We'll have more. I hope so. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I ain't I ain't retiring, and I know no. you ain't. We're just gonna move a little slower, but we yeah can, we can still wiggle through there. Is all we got to do. You know, do. there's nothing wrong with going slow. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> we can go slower, maybe even smarter. Yeah. I know yep. you're aggressive. I probably still can't keep up with you, but uh, I look forward to more hunting trips with you in the future. Absolutely. I think the best thing about his nickname being the Elk Whisperer is how much he bugles. Yeah. So he's not actually a whisperer. He's no. an elk bugler, right? <laughs> That's what you call ironic. <laughs> yeah, when we said Elk Whisperer, I said, there ain't nothing whispering about Robin. <laughs> uh, I'm on my good behavior today. Yeah, Tomcat you are. <laughs> I don't think I've heard you cuss once, which is really weird to me. I almost feel like you're not you. Like what the fuck did you want me to? Did you want me to? (laughs) There it is. I tried to warn the girls. I was like, he's you know he he, uh, the guy's the most experienced elk hunter probably on the planet, but he's got a mouth like he just got off a submarine for six months. (laughs) A lot of people don't like to hear that stuff. I know if they don't like to hear it when we're hunting, it don't mean nothing. But I'm sorry I said it here on the line here. No, you're good. <laughs> you are just fine. Well, I tell you what, we're going to bring this plane in for a landing here, boys. Um, so as we said earlier, folks, make sure that you comment, like, and share on all the stuff that we have. Um, all of our social media platforms um, helps the algorithm, especially when you leave those comments. Make sure that you um, also do us a favor. If you've got questions, comments, and snide remarks, send those to Boots and Backstraps Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to have a lot more fun not just with robin and and our hunting adventures coming up but other guests that are uh, on the slate as well but tk we might have to have robin back for uh, for sure we will the elk whisperer (laughs) two part two there's a lot more and i like to add in if someone wants to call and talk or if you give them my number if they ever sure they're gonna do they could call me and i could give them Give them some pointers. I've learned a lot of stuff. I don't know it all, but I've learned a lot, and I could teach them a lot in a short time. That's great. Fantastic. So that's, that yeah. proves you're a good hunter because we never know all. We yeah, never know. never get to a point where we know everything. Well, in life, and if anyone too. ever th- Yeah, in life, too. If anyone thinks they do, well, they don't. You want to learn. You try to learn something every day in life and hunting, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, folks, thanks for joining us this week. Whether you're belting out your favorite country song or out there pursuing your favorite game animal, I encourage you to use that same passion to pursue the Lord. He will teach you to shoot straight. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week.
on his own, looking for back straps. Way deep in the woods, tracking in a swamp to a hayfield under the harvest moon. When the tags are filled, it's time to switch up our boots. Head down to the honky tonk, get us a swing dance or two. We're talking about boots and back straps.